hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, doing it backwards this time. Welcome to the Inside <laughs> Out Effect podcast. That's the way we normally do it backwards, it is, isn't it? Absolutely, That's the way we yeah, do it backwards. backwards. Yeah. So this is episode 19. This is our Christmas special. And Hence so, the Christmas hats. Yeah, that, uh, that was the clue right there. The Christmas was the hats. That was it. And uh, yeah, so today uh, what we're going to be doing, this is episode 19 of the famous Inside Out Effect podcast. Uh, in this episode, uh, we will be uh, going back and covering nearly everything that we've uh, covered over the last 19 episodes, ranging from anxiety, depression, stress, grief, OCD, sabotage, and much, much more. So this episode is going to be 19 hours long, because uh, <laughs> we're going to recap literally everything we've done yeah. in the past 19 episodes. So hang tight, and it'll be Christmas Day before you know it. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So... <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to be doing, we're going to be covering all the different ranges of topics. We're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to go back and recap on some of the the, the things that we've covered over the last 19 months. Um, and obviously, you know, so we can share this information out to you. Um, we've had a load of fun doing this um, over the last uh, 19. We set out really, um, it was an idea that we come up with, um, obviously both myself and Jonathan, with what we do in our, in our, in our careers. Uh, we thought that and what we learned, we thought that it'd be really good if we could share this information with the general population because there's a lot of misunderstandings about our health and what cures our health and all the rest of it. So that's what we set out to do. And uh, ultimately, I think it's been an absolute success. Yeah, no, we've uh, had lots of great feedback and we've had a lot of people come to us uh, for help and we've been a help a lot of those people and so the, the the feedback's been amazing the support has been amazing thank you so much for all your kind words that were mainly sent to Stephen in fairness um, <laughs> all, all the kind words that you've sent us and, and encouragement that we've had for doing the podcast because we were both nervous about it weren't we yeah. we, we, were, we were a bit worried about yeah. doing it to begin with and, because um, you don't know what, because people are so preconditioned into the education and what they've been taught, especially when they go to the doctors yeah, and yeah. they get told all this stuff and everybody seems to have a, a take on the reason why they're ill or why they're sick. And, and ultimately there's a lot of stuff that we, a lot of shit that we just make up and then we believe that shit. And ultimately uh, we wanted to start breaking down some of those barriers. We wanted to start breaking down some of the real reasons why people get sick, why people get ill. And actually there is a, there, there is a lots of myths, especially around depression and anxiety, that it's a disease and it can't be cured. And we know categorically that we're literally resolving that in people every day. I mean, yeah. I did this morning with a girl this morning. So, you know, so this is the reason why we set out to do it. Yeah. And we're down 19 episodes. We covered lots of things. And so we want to thank you guys, especially for watching, supporting us, giving us the feedback, interacting and all the rest of it. I just want to say happy Christmas to uh, Tracy, who just uh, sent us a message. Happy Christmas, Tracy. Um, we look forward to see working with you in Allo Sue. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing you in the new year. So, so, uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, my name's Stephen Jakes. Uh, I sort of host this podcast. I'm a, uh, a therapist. I'm from HealingTheMind.co.uk. I uh, do the DTO, which was the uh, the great uh, from the great Jonathan here who come up with that uh, process to to. Great. Yeah, he's great. He's amazing. He does. He plays himself down. He's a genius. Um, so yeah, and Jonathan obviously has been my co-host and uh, my business partner. We co-founded and set up the Inside Out Effect, and uh, hopefully in 2020 we'll be able to help help and uh, help solve and heal lots of people going forward. So let's welcome Jonathan. Sure. Jonathan Shaw, the amazing creator of the DTO system. So, hello, Jonathan. Hello. It's, you're not, you're, your intro for me is not quite as good as you've had a lot of like charismatic and debonair and, and all these special. lovely things. And it's not been and great. It's kind of I'd like. I said genius. Not, you did, did say genius. Did genius. That's I true, yes. Um, I feel a bit under, underwhelmed with your intro. Uh, this this, this is a Christmas special. For you. 
Yeah, if you could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that mean about me? Yeah, yeah what does that mean about you? Yeah, yeah. But you've done some really good like intros for me, and yeah. that's some really lovely way of introducing me, and I appreciate that. Uh, and I couldn't have done this without you. I want you to know that. Yeah, so, thank you. So, no. like, it's been a. It's been a. I, I couldn't have done this without Stephen. Yeah. He's been amazing. Um, and he's really Thanks. taken DTO on, and he he loves doing it, and he's helped a lot of people with it. And yeah. I couldn't do this on my own. I wouldn't want to do it on my own. I would, you know, be boring without him. So. So, yeah, yeah. No, thanks. No, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, so where's, where's, where should we start? Um, I mean, I know that obviously the reason we started out was to help people, and it's how far we've come, really. Um, I mean, I know just from the podcast alone and from a lot of the people that uh, that I've worked with, um, it's been a real, it's been a growth thing for the whole year for me, and it's just the more I do it, the more I learn. And like I've said in other podcasts, really, I don't think there's anything realistically from an emotional and mental perspective that I haven't been able to solve. I've not yet failed with anybody with this, with this system. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't see out the whole process and will drop out after a couple. Yeah. But that's not due to... That's not due to the process. That's not due to the process. And so... No. Um, Sometimes their sabotage kicks in, they run away. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that because, obviously, when I first started out, that was one of the things I had to deal with when I was starting to resolve all my stuff and all my issues. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's been a really good journey, and we've helped a lot of people. And so what we thought we'd do is we'd go back and recap um, on most of the episodes we've done and briefly touch on it, and then we can uh, then move on to something else, and we'll just freestyle it today. Um, but, uh, so, but, again, we really thank everyone for all the support that you've given us and, uh, and all the brave people. I put a post out on Facebook uh, in the week, and I just said thanks, everybody. So I say change or nothing will change, and a lot of people have really embraced that, and a lot of people have come to me, and uh, they've reached out to me. They've faced their fears. They've faced their demons, only to realise that actually they're not really demons at all. No. They're uh, not really a problem. They're, it's just all in their head. It's just guilt and shame. But actually when they come to it and get rid of it, they're like, why have I made such a big thing over something that's irrelevant? And so a lot of people like that. They, they, they really think this thing that's in their head is massive and huge and really traumatic. So personal and, and oh my God. It's, and often it's when not. you get to it, there's really not a lot there. Some people there is obviously, depending on what they've been through. Yeah. Uh, but even so, um, most people's stuff is nowhere near as bad as they think it's going to be. Because uh, most people haven't had the amount of trauma that it, it's just normal everyday things that have affected them. So it's not nowhere near. But because it may have happened in childhood, because it may have happened when they were younger, uh, the emotional response from the child is still running. Yeah. And they still think that that's, that's the adult response. But it's not. It's the child running it. So, so it feels a lot worse than it actually is. Yeah, and the other thing as well is the shame. It's the shame it's or the, the shame of it. That, it's the yes. shame of it. And once you get rid of the shame... I mean, for me, when I first started out on my journey, I felt I felt a lot of shame that that I, there was this stigma about there was something wrong with me, and if there's something wrong with me, what will people think? And oh my God, it's uh, you know uh, that I'm a lesser person. And actual fact is, the more I've done this, the better person I've become, yes, the far right. better person I've become. Yeah. And when I look back at the things I didn't I didn't address because of my ego, because of my thoughts of what other people might think, or just you know just this just this. Uh, this, this inability to understand what was really going on, the shame around my past reactions, responses and the guilt um, really kept me trapped. It wasn't until I actually faced it and went through it that I realised it was all just a big illusion. It is all an illusion, ladies and gentlemen, it really is, because once you go through it on the other side, um, you know, the rainbows really do the rainbows really do shine and your life works on such a on a high level. So, yeah, yeah I just wanted to say that. No, it is a, it is a, a massive illusion that, that, that we get ourselves into and, and it feels like a very real illusion. I will say it does feel very real and very scary at times and very lonely at times 
and uh, it, it's, it can be very tough to deal with some things, but as Steve said, often when you do deal with it, it's not the big thing that we thought it was. Uh, thank you very much, whoever just sent the likes and the love hearts a second ago, we appreciate that, that's really nice of you, whoever just likes that, that's great. Uh, but no, it, it's not as scary as people think. Obviously, if you had severe trauma, that's a little bit scary sometimes. And um, what I find really funny, which I was going to mention, is that a lot of people, um, they they really think that they're... I'm, I'm going to be really honest and brutal with people now. They really think they're being strong by not dealing with their stuff. Uh, they think by <laughs> squashing it down, yep. that makes them strong. Yep. Um, if you think about that logically, that is kind of the opposite of strength. That is not actual strength. And it actually takes genuine strength to deal with your stuff and switch it off and heal it. And everyone who has uh, come to us from these podcasts and everyone that I've treated, they found that strength, which they couldn't have found before. I see some people who have been to a, not necessarily a lot, but, you know, like Stephen, he's been to a lot. And I've just had lots of things, small things have happened. And I see a lot of people like that with me. We've not really had a tragic life like Stephen. We've just had things happen. Our parents weren't as quite as great with us or, you know, we, we, we weren't abused or anything. We've had a good life. We've had lots of little things happen. Um, but those things can be scary to deal with, especially yeah. regarding our self-worth, uh, regarding dealing with actually what's happening in our environment now and how it's going to affect us and also trying to move forwards with things. And I've got a few clients at the moment who, who desperately want to move forwards and they're very stuck. And it can be very scary to deal with that. But it takes strength to deal with that. It does not take strength to squash it down and, and suppress it and ignore it. And I know that sounds quite harsh, um, but I just want to point that out because a lot of people do think they're being strong by squashing it. They also think they've resolved the problem by not by actually, so long as I don't think about it. Yes. So the, th- the fact that they've been able to suppress the emotion and not think about it is the big illusion of I've dealt with my problem. Yes. And that's, it's, it's, you know, that is massive. That, that is and you speak, I speak to so many people going, oh, no, I've dealt with that. You haven't dealt with it at all. You haven't dealt with it. Because as soon as I bring it up, they say, well, don't go there. Don't want to talk, about, talk about it. Yeah, that's right. You know? Well, people think it's in the past. They think when it's in the past, it must be gone. Yeah. Some, some magically, it must have gone. And um, there's that old adage, you know, time is a great healer. And that's not technically really true. No, it's not. It's just something that someone made up once. Um, well, to but, avoid dealing with their problem, probably. Well, possibly, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, they got to deal with it. it. So time's a great healer. Time's a great I'll healer. be right tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'll wake up. Yeah. I'll be perfect. It'll be sunny. Yeah, rainbows. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, if you can deal with your stuff, if you can uh, face it and switch it off, obviously don't face it if you've got nothing to switch it off. That's the mistake a lot of people make. They try and unpack stuff and they've got no real way of coping with it or actually yeah. switching the trauma off. You need a technique that switches it off, but if you've got that and you've um, and then you can face it at the same time, then that's fantastic. And I'd just like to say a uh, a huge well done to everyone who's come to us and actually yeah, faced that well because their lives have changed and it took a lot of strength and courage to do that. So everyone who's watching this, who's come to us, give yourselves a big pat on the back and you know go and have a drink or buy, have your favourite chocolate bar or something for Christmas to congratulate yourself. Pay yourself on, on the back. Reward your yourself. Reward yourself. Yeah, reward think, yourself. Yeah. yeah, reward yourself. So I stuck my phone up there. All right, Omar, how are you doing? And thank you for wishing us a uh, happy Christmas. And we hope you have a great Christmas too, Omar, mate. Um, I know a good friend of mine. And so it's good to, to see you on here supporting us, mate. And thanks a lot. Uh, so, yeah, going back to it. So uh, what you, I just want to add to what you were saying. I speak to a lot of people, specifically blokes, who think that they need to not show their emotions that showing emotions isn't a weakness. They need to man up. 
mm. right? And because they perceive that as being strong. Yes. Well, actually, what that is, it's sort of being cowardly. Uh, yeah. It's not manning up. It's not being strong. It's not being uh, brave or masculine in any way. It's actually hiding away, being scared, avoiding those feelings, pretending they're not there, and then using drink, drugs, anger, or any other form of emotional uh, avoidance, gym, to then think that somehow they've had some sense of achievement or they've have achieved something by not by being able to suppress the feeling and then uh, getting on with stuff and you know and so um, you know I used to be like that myself yeah I used to be like that myself and and so um, I just want that, that 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 doesn't work because there will come to a point in your life where your body cannot it's like a filling up a glass the glass will fill up and then that's when as soon as that glass gets full and there's no more else to to put in there and different people have different varying levels of it um that's when that's when the catastrophe can kick in and yes. you can really you can really break so you know um by thinking or not facing i want to say it's not fair by by avoiding these things that happen in our past when we have a relationship breakdown when things go wrong in our life when we have loss or whatever by not actually going and finding what they are and actually doing it dealing with them properly and that actually cause, can cause loads of problems because every time we have an emotional response to something in our life and we've had this our whole life, it will it gets registered in our subconscious brain. And the subconscious brain records it and it's there all the time. I say this over and over again, people just it's always there. And so all that needs to happen is something in the environment that will relate or have some sort of correlation to their past event. Yeah. It will re-trigger that memory and then the experiences and the emotions will come up. Now, when you go and do the DTO, when we go through our process and we can go and visit that memory and switch off all the learnings, all the beliefs and all the emotional responses to that, then we no longer get triggered and we also heal in the process. You might want to elaborate a little bit more on that because, you know, uh, yeah, you're, um, the, you're, you're, you're the guru. Yeah, I'm well, <laughs> the guru. <laughs> what, seeing here, you know, looking yeah. like Jesus in a Christmas yeah. hat. Yeah, but right, no, yeah, but yeah. no, but do you know what I mean? You've no. got a better take on no. it. You might want to just no, 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 that, no, that was exactly right. That was it. I mean, once, once you either heal the past memories or you heal the, the, the present triggers for the problem, yeah. um, then, then the, the problem goes away. So it's no longer playing in your unconscious mind. So it can't be re-triggered and fired off. And when you do that, your mind and your body heal and you feel happier and more peaceful and you can move forwards in life. Uh, I will say that the, 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 the strength thing that men have about not dealing with emotions, I, I see a lot of women do that as well. It's not just a male trait. Uh, and the problem that we've been taught is that we believe that emotions are a sign of weakness. And that's where men come from. But I've seen a lot of women with that this year where they believe emotions are a sign of weakness. Yeah. And it's come from their childhood. Perhaps their mum and dad didn't deal with their emotions very well. Or they saw a parent who was depressed and couldn't cope so they've taken on the mantle of being the strong role but unfortunately in doing that they've, they've just suppressed their emotions and anytime they feel something uh, sadness or upset they perceive it as weakness yeah. and what that does that makes everything worse because if you perceive an emotion as weakness you're, then you're in, you're, you're in trouble well you're, you're actually making yourself feel weak yeah so what happens is you then feel weak and then that plays out and you feel weak and weak until your body becomes weaker and then you start getting physical pain because you actually feel like that, yeah. that you are weak because you're not dealing with emotional response. And then what happens is you don't like the negative emotional response, but you also can't maintain the positive. So you then feel weak because you can't maintain the positive. 
and it sort of goes around in circles. Yeah. So You're this constantly all... jumping backs and forwards. Yeah, so this goes on to the pendulum, really, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Look at that, that, that. Like, look like Peter Crouch. Uh, so it looks like uh, it's a pendulum <laughs> thing, because what happens is, is that, for those that you don't understand, um, that when we have the pendulum, everybody's on a pendulum. And so, for example, uh, when we, uh, we need to be strong, Yes. Yeah. So we think that we by not by when stuff happens in our life, we need to be strong. So what we do is we focus on being strong. But what happens is, is we're swinging the pendulum towards strength. But actually, the reason we need to be strong is because there's something that's causing us to feel weak. And because we feel weak, we need the urge to be strong. So now what's happening is we're on this pendulum from feeling weak, no, not liking the weak feeling, and then trying to motivate ourselves or get us to being strong. Yeah. Well, so what we do is we then, we then use force, willpower, and energy to push ourselves on that pendulum up to feeling strong. But what happens is, is the willpower and the energy and the, the motivation can only be maintained for a very short period of time. And then what will happen is, is we'll go back to feeling weak again. And then once we start feeling weak again, we will be like, oh, I feel weak, I can't do anything. And you'll well, stay there for a little while. But then you'll realise, hang on a minute, I don't like this feeling of being weak, I need to be strong again. Sorry, so yeah. you now start pushing yourself back up to being strong. And what we do over a period of time is go from being strong to being weak to being strong, to being weak. So we have this pendulum effect, which is constantly going backwards and forwards from being strong to weak. Because actually the problem isn't us being strong. The actual problem is we've got something that's making us feel weak. Yes. And, and, and uh, the, the other problem with that is that people who are trying to be strong actually think they're weak deep down. And they think that this weakness yeah, is the point. real them. And so they're desperately trying to be this. But this weakness is not them. This is something that happened when they were younger that made them feel weak briefly. Or in their past. Or in their past. <clears throat> yeah. And they've interpreted it as, oh my God, that's who I am. That it's, it's become like oh, see, a dirty secret in their life. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm a weak person. So they're desperately trying to be this or trying to escape this. But actually, neither of these are who you are. You're not weak. You're not strong. You should just be in the middle. You shouldn't be either of these pendulums. You should be here. Completely in the centre. Oh, we, we lost, Techno we lost the feed. Technology there. problems. Technical issue there. Uh, it's God, Christmas, dear, well, dear. honestly. We'll DTO that later. Yeah. Uh, but at least Alexa hasn't interrupted Again, recently. Well, that's good. So that's good, because she did like to interrupt. She does like to pipe up from time to time, didn't so, Alexa? So you, you need to be in the middle. The weakness and the strength is, is irrelevant. It's not neither of those are who you are. You need to be in the middle. It's like um, people who feel uh, helpless who are trying to be powerful. Yes. Or people who are not in control and trying to be in control. It's the same thing. You're on a pendulum, but neither of them well, are you. You've got to be in the middle. Yeah. Um, so and it's like sometimes being, being motivated and demotivated. Demotivated. It's, it's, That's right, yeah. And sometimes you actually have to switch off what the positive they're trying to get to. So sometimes it's not the negative. So I've had a lady that I've been helping for a while now, and she's been through a horrible time in her life, and it's a perfectly... It's not it's normal these days, but it shouldn't be. Um, she's gone to a separation. Yeah. And um, and it's been very difficult for her, and she's been suffering anxiety. Now, for those of you who remember from the podcast, anxiety is either feeling attacked or feeling powerless. So she's basically feeling powerless. She's feeling out of control. Yeah. And what I what I tried doing to begin with was switching off the out of control feeling. And that, that wasn't shifting it. It kept getting triggered. Trying to switch off the old feeling of being out of control wasn't completely shifting it. So I shifted gears and went, okay, think about your need to be in control. 
And when I, I switched off the beliefs about needing to be in control, that's when the problems started resolving yeah. quicker. Because it was her belief that she needed to be in control rather than the feeling of out of control was the problem. Yeah. So sometimes it's the it's what we're trying to get to positively is actually the problem and not the negative response. Yeah. So if you're trying to, you know, to get to if you need to be in control or you need to be free, because that was one of the other responses, yeah. you need to be free, uh, these responses can actually, you're driving towards something that's impossible. You're driving to a situation in your, yeah. or you're trying to get a state, you're trying to drive yourself to a state in you that's absolutely impossible. Yeah. Um, because we're the only thing we're really in control of is ourselves. We're not in control of the world around us, as you just saw, because the technology went wrong. Um, so we yeah. can't we we can't control those things. We can only control our response to it. But once I started switching off what she thought she had to get to, then the anxiety dropped much quicker. Yeah. So sometimes it's not the negative; it's the positive you need to switch off. Yeah, yeah, great. So, um, so yeah, so that's the pendulum. Uh, we've covered that. I don't think we've covered that in other podcasts, but everybody's on the pendulum. When you realise that it's the pendulum that's causing the problem, uh, that you'll realise that actually, once you're on a pendulum, it's very hard to get off until you actually go and find out what it is that's causing the problem, and either switch it off or. Uh, go to the positive response and we'll switch that off so yeah. that's the pendulum which uh, I wanted to cover and, and you can you can actually tell if you're on a pendulum so think about your negative responses that you have so if you get angry all the time if you're get if you're really really angry then then think about what might be the opposite state of that that's 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 lesser what might be the pen, the opposite pendulum of that so if you're really angry all the time you might you might be um inside you might be timid and shy and you might be trying to reinforce that with anger yeah. or you know if you're um if you're trying to be in control all the time it might insecure. be you, you feel out of control yeah, or insecure, insecure yeah uh, so try and if you know what response you're having that you don't like and you don't want to be doing or you recognize it's not good see ask what's the opposite ask yourself what's the opposite what am i really feeling what's the Opposite of that, that's actually driving this behaviour. Yeah, so this, so this goes back to what we call, talked about on our very first podcast, which was cause and effect. Yeah, cause and effect. So exactly. cause and effect is, so the effect is I need to be motivated, so everybody's constantly focusing on the effect. Now, the effects are anxiety, depression, anger, hatred, resentment, jealousy, fear, uh, guilt, shame. They're all effects. They're yeah. not actually the problem. They're actually the effect. The effect is what we feel and what we experience, because it's come from the subconscious into the awareness, which is our conscious brain, and that's when we become aware of something. But that's actually not the problem. And the problem we have is everyone's trying to solve the problem, problem. or the symptom, the symptom, which isn't the problem, if that makes no. sense. Solve the problem, which isn't the problem. Uh, the problem is the cause. And that cause will be the fact that if you, um, uh, for example, if you have a lack of motivation, yeah, you need to become motivated. Well, actually, you don't need to find the thing that is the cause, the thing that's causing you to feel a lack of motivation, get rid of that and there will no longer need to be motivated, you'll come back to the middle and you'll start doing that's what, right. what you would normally what you'd normally do. Yeah, do. Exactly, yes. And so and the same with anxiety. The, 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 the cause of anxiety anxiety is not the problem. Anxiety is the symptom. The cause is feeling attacked and powerless. So yeah. when you go and find the attacked and powerless uh, uh, responses to what's causing to the event then the anxiety goes away. So exactly. you're, you're no longer on the pendulum. It's the cause yeah. and effect relationship. Yeah, precisely. So, yeah, so, so, uh, so we've, we've covered anxiety. So if you do suffer anxiety, and I know many, many people do, um, one of the main things is because at some point in the past you've had an experience that may have left you feeling attacked and powerless 
And what happens is, is that in your environment, your subconscious will see something that will relate or remind you or trigger you from that event where you become attacked and powerless, and it will re-trigger the anxiety. You're not getting anxiety in the present... Uh, it's not being created in the present moment. So you are experiencing it in the present moment, but it's not actually being created there. It's actually coming probably from a past from a past event. It's being triggered in the present moment, but usually the trigger stems somewhere else in the past. Yeah. Um, so you can feel attacked in the moment or feel powerless because the anxiety is a stress state, but... You, it will come from another place where you were, you felt attacked yeah. or were attacked in the past, and it's just being re-triggered. Um, so an example would be, you know, if your if your dad, uh, one of my clients, she had anxiety, and she got anxiety because her dad was very overbearing, and he made her watch a lot of war movies and uh, with a lot of explosions and bombs. Yeah. And she was four years old, bless her. She and she had to stand still and do. So she felt like she was constantly under attack by her father. So as an adult, if anyone stood too close to her, if she heard any any raised tones or had any finger pointed at her or heard any war movies in the background or, or loud noises, she would actually then feel anxious in that moment. But it all stemmed, the majority of it, from her experience with her father as a child. So And she felt attacked in that moment. So as Steve said, it's coming from the past, it's just being triggered in your environment. And you can either switch off the past memory or switch off the trigger. Yeah. Or sometimes you have to do both. Yeah. Um, it depends on the person and how it's been. Yeah, embedded. I had a girl this morning. Uh, she comes to me this morning to have driving anxiety. Yeah. So every time she gets in the car, her hands sweat up. She has loads of panic attacks. She thinks she's going to pass out. Right. So she's got the little one in the back. She's freaking out because every time she gets in the car, she thinks she's going to pass out. Now, she's had this for nine, nine years, I think. Wow. Nine years. So every time she gets in the car, she freaks out, thinks she's going to pass out and crash. Now... So, and she said she had a problem with it. So I said, well, when did this all start? She goes, oh, it happened in Spain 10 years ago or nine, 10 years ago. She was in a car. Uh, she was driving down the motorway with her son in near Madrid. And uh, all of a sudden she got tunnel vision and her hands started sweating out. Thought she was going to pass out, had yeah. to pull over. Then all of a sudden started attacking herself. She was a bad mum. She's going to kill the kid, the youngster in the car. Uh, and ever since that moment, Every time she gets in the car, she, she keeps out. getting freaked out because yeah. she thinks it's going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. So today, I went to the whole response, the trigger and all the memory, 50 minutes, wallop, got rid of the whole lot. Yeah. So, so I got rid of the whole lot, but again, that was not the, the anxiety, the driving anxiety wasn't happening in the present moment. No, it, it was, was happening fast. because something that happened 10 years ago and it just yeah. keeps being... Every time she gets in the car, one of them was when she put her hands on the steering wheel and felt the steering wheel, that triggered the anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> not good if you're driving. Yeah. That's not so, like, so that's quite an interesting one because it wasn't actually a traumatic thing that happened. It's no. just she had some response 10 years ago... Yeah which we yeah, don't know why, just, yeah. and she kept replaying that response over and over again. Yeah, every time so that's actually unusual. Yeah. So that's really important to recognise that it doesn't have to be a trauma. It can be something that happened once, and you know, just a, 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 a situation yeah. that got triggered, a feeling, a response, and your brain can replay it over and over and over and over again. Uh, my client had that with his uh, sleep problem and his anxiety. Uh, he, he, had a, he suffered a panic attack, sorry, while I was on holiday, and then he kept replaying that panic attack over and over again. But it was just a one-off panic attack. If yeah. he hadn't replayed it, it wouldn't have happened. So by going back and switching off the responses, but then we had to deal with the triggers because there were so many triggers in his bedroom, yeah. in his environment, that kept firing off this panic attack. Yeah. But it's he'd only ever had one panic attack. Um, so it was more about him replaying what happened and feeling weak yep. because he was a big bloke and he felt very weak and pathetic that he'd had a panic attack. Um, 
and he was having these emotional responses. He was thinking he should be strong. So it goes back to what I was saying earlier on. Yeah, same thing all the time. But there was no real massive trauma involved. And that's the case. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes there's no trauma. It's just the brain has played... Thank you very much for that like, whoever that was. Thank you. It's just the brain has played something over and over again and can't let go of the thought process. Yeah. It gets stuck on the loop because we're in so much fear about our bodies and what's going on we get frightened of what's yeah, going but we on also, rather than just letting it go. Yeah, but the other thing as well is as soon as we have an emotional response to anything, we make shit up. We make shit up and then we believe the shit we make up. And this is the biggest problem that I have with everybody is that they have an emotional response and then they don't know what that emotional response is, so they just make up shit. They'll just make up shit and then they'll believe the shit they make up. Then they'll go and tell everybody else how to solve this thing that they've just imagined in their head and then they get stuck with that belief. Because they actually now believe the thing that they've just made up. And now you're stuck with creating up all this imaginary stuff but believing it. And that causes loads of problems. I had a girl in the yes. week that causes lots of problems. So, um, yeah, I mean, the biggest problem is we're just constantly making up shit and believing it. And then we try and tell it, convince other people that our opinion... Our opinion is is is, is beneficial, and but we but that we, we do get stuck with that. And the, the most common one yeah. that, that we that we make up is uh, that no, that no one can help me. Yeah, that's the most common. No one can help me. All right, what I've got um, of what I've got is different from everyone else. I've, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Got I, I'm, unique I'm, thing. I'm different. Yeah, I'm yeah. different. No one can help me. That's a very typical belief that people make up. Hi, Wendy. Um, especially men. Uh, men make that up as well. Um, no one can help me. I, I'm. I'm. You know. It's and. And I understand why that is, because society teaches us that, that nothing can be done these days, unfortunately. Um, but And they've read it on Google or somewhere, wherever they've read it. Um, and because they think it's a thought and emotion in their brain as well, they think that those things can't be changed, so they automatically yeah. go to no one can help me. And also, people who often when we get these thoughts, we think we're going mad. We think we're crazy. Yeah. And that's so common. Thank you for the like, whoever that was. It's so common to think we're crazy because we don't understand it. So we then again think no one can help us because because if you don't understand what's wrong, how is anybody else going to understand what's wrong? And that's one of the biggest problems, especially I see with men, because they don't understand it. They don't think anyone else will. And they'll just think they're crazy. And that's not the case. I've literally had um, two women, not men this, this week, two women say to me, um, does, does that make sense? You think I'm mad? Yeah, I've had and that, I'm like, I've had and that I'm twice like, this week and as I'm well, like, actually. No. I'm no, crazy. They think and, they're crazy. Yeah, and everyone says it to me, almost everyone, yeah. who's 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 coming up with thoughts and feelings that they think they shouldn't be having, that they think are weird, they say the same thing. Uh, am I crazy? Is, is that okay? I was like, yes, my last client said that to me as well. Yeah. Literally, everyone says the same things. I've never really had a client say anything different from anybody else. I did once have a client think she was... Um, Hitler in a past life. I was going to say Wonder that, Woman. That, but, no, uh, not Wonder Woman. No, that was just you. <laughs> um, but you do realise that Wonder Woman was in the past uh, life. That's fictional. Yeah, it do you realise the difference that? It's DC. It's not yeah, the same. I know. Sorry. Anyway. Um, but, well, I'm a staker to maker. But, but it's, um, you're not crazy. But we do feel like we're going crazy sometimes because the thoughts and the feelings we have are completely irrational. They make no logical sense. And you can't compute them. The problem is that when we have a response, the reason that we get so freaked out is because it's not logical. And that's okay, because it's the illogical things we need to switch off. Yeah. It's the things that don't make sense we need to come up so we can switch it off. Yeah. And once you do that, then the problem goes away, because it's the nutty bit, the illogical bit, that is the problem. Yeah. If your problem was logical, you wouldn't have a problem. Yeah. In fact, nobody would. 
if the problem was actually down to pure logic, no one would have a problem, and we'd all be healthy and happy. Yeah, so can I just uh, so here's a, so here's the thing. It's a bit like right. So I've said this before. There's two parts of the brain. There's the logical part of the brain, the neocortex, where we do all of our understanding and logic and problem solving. Then you've got the midlimbic system, which is our feelings, our emotion, and our true authentic self. Now we've got two parts of the brain. Logic comes from this part of the brain, and emotions come from this part of the brain. Okay. So when what happens is is that when a problem is emotional here. You can't solve it with logic because that's like a bit like having an electrical problem, right? Yeah? Well, let's say the emotions being water. So here's a good way of putting it. So your emotions are water. Yeah? Emotions, crying, water, whatever you're going to do it. And your brain, your logic is all calculations, understanding, and logic. So we'll call that electricity, yeah? Because electric parts in your brain. So when you have an emotional problem, a plumbing problem, you don't get the electrician to solve the plumbing. The same way as you don't get a plumber to solve the electrical problems. That's the same as the emotions trying to solve logic and logic trying to solve emotions. So if you have an emotional problem, response or issue, don't go and get an electrician because he's the wrong one. You need to go and get a plumber. You need to find, you need to find the problem that's causing, this, that's causing the emotions and deal with the emotional response. And if it's a logical problem, deal with it with logic. But you can't do logical, uh, emotional problems with logic and vice versa. It's a bit like me saying, trying to work out the uh, mathematical equation, but if I feel I've got the answer right, the problem's solved. So that's a really great analogy, but I just want to clarify for anyone suffering anxiety and depression, don't call an electrician or a plumber. Yeah. Uh, because uh, because that's, that's not going to work, I've got to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you give it a go. Um, hello? But, yeah, hello? Uh, yeah. uh, is, is that Bill from uh, Electrical Saras? Yeah, I'm You're suffering. You're down. Oh, yeah, I've got anxiety. Yeah. Uh, that's probably not going to work for you guys. Uh, don't do that. Likewise... If you if you have an electrical or plumbing issue, don't call us. No, uh, I'm useless at them because I'm shit at that. Yeah, I, I'm dreadful at that. I I'm no good at that stuff at all. Yeah. I can literally undo the mind, but that. So don't get confused with that. It's a great analogy. Yeah, no, I, but think I just it... had this really weird vision of someone calling yeah. up, going, yeah, uh, anxiety and calling an electrician at the yellow pages. I was like, that's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, carry yeah, on. Yeah, no, I just it thought it was a great analogy. Though. No, I, I like the water, great, electricity. The water electricity. It's a great way to describe it. But the, but the issue that we issue we have is that everybody's trying to deal their emotional problems by choosing logic, by thinking about it, by trying to understand it. Yes. And they are two completely different parts of the brain that are completely they're not completely disconnected, but they're disconnected. <laughs> they're, diff, they're different languages. Diff, they're different languages. languages. Yes. Completely different languages. Yeah. And the, as soon as we can get the message out there the better. And this goes back to why I think why a lot of language therapies, in theory, don't really get solve the problem. Because it's language is understanding. It's in the logical part of the brain. It's trying to understand As the long as the problem is the, a lack of understanding, then it will work. Yes, exactly. So yeah. if it is a lack of understanding, then it can That's work. That's a great way of putting it. But if it, yeah. it is an emotional, a very severe emotional response, like anxiety or depression, it, 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 it will very rarely touch yeah. it. But sometimes understanding can help uh, with, with an environmental issue, for instance. So if there's an environmental problem... It helps to understand what can be done, but if it's an emotional internal response, do what? <laughs> Louise, I need a plumber. You need a plumber. <laughs> don't we all love? <laughs> yeah, don't call us. Yeah. So we know, I know nothing about plumbing. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, if, if, I forgot what I was going to say now. I know, what was I saying? So you distracted me, Louise. You were waffling on I was waffling. No, I'm not going to, no. So um, uh, if, it's, if it's an environmental problem, understanding different scenarios to solve the environmental problem, that helps. Because sometimes with anxiety and depression, there's two parts. There's the 
the emotional response and yes. the thoughts, and then there's the environmental situation. And understanding can help change some of that. In fact, you had that in counselling once. You did have an environmental problem, and it helped you yes. solve the environmental problem, but it didn't solve the emotional response. No. But if you want the emotional response solved, you've got to go after the bit that is not logical, the bit that doesn't make sense, the thoughts and the feelings that are nuts and crazy or make us feel crazy. We need to find those, switch those off, and then you will feel okay. Then well, the you will just feel goes go away. back to normal. It just goes, it just goes, goes away. away. You just don't even know it's, 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 no. it's gone. And so, so, so anyway, let's go to depression quickly. Yeah, yeah, we are yeah. talking about that, and I know that we're at 36 minutes. We're just going to go through a lot of stuff, but as per usual, we've been waffling on a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't stop, but depression. So let's go to the five... Five comments for depression. Five, I'll let you have this one. Okay. Take it away, Mr. Shaw. So you mentioned anxiety, the two conflicts for that, but there's five conflicts for depression, and they land uh, in a, a part of the brain called your cortex. Don't worry yeah, too much about problem, that. Rob. Uh, it what? Rob says the logical part of the brain can be the problem. Yes, the logical part of the brain is actually the worst part because we try and analyse it and go around circles. Yeah. So, but um, for depression, there's five different conflicts, and <laughs> a lot of places that traditional medicine get confused with depression is because they think depression, when they talk about stress being the cause of it, they think it has to be a traumatic event, and it doesn't have to be a traumatic event. Most depression does not come from a traumatic event, not in my experience. It comes from a life situation, and the five conflicts are territory issues. So they're all to do with whatever you perceive as your territory. Um, So there's a territory loss, and that can be a loss of a loved one. It can be the loss of your job. It can be your loss of purpose in life. It can be a loss of a pet or... Relative. Uh, relative or anything yeah. like that. But it doesn't just necessarily mean grief. Uh, I've seen a lady recently and she's lost her purpose, so she's very depressed. But it's a territory loss. Yes. That's why, you know, if you haven't suffered a grief and there's no other signs that people don't understand why you're depressed, well, it's not grief that's the problem, it's loss that's the problem. Yes. Or... It's not always... You're not always grieving. It's yeah. the loss part. Yeah. Um, then there is a territory anger issue... Uh, for a man, uh, this this is um, the man version. Uh, it's for a woman. It's a territory fear generally, uh, but for a man, it's a territory anger issue. Some, so something or someone has come into your territory and made you angry, or you is that why like I'm depressed right now? That's why you're depressed right now, yeah, because you're angry. <laughs> um, and so, so, uh, but for a woman, it's a territory fear. So something's come into your territory and you're now frightened. Yeah. There's a uh, territory um, fear. Uh, I just did that one for the woman. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. You just interrupted me. You interrupted me again. Um, you're just taking my territory. I'm talking. I'm, I'm no. And you're taking Church away fear. my territory. I am, yeah. Now Are I you feel depressed. depressed. Yeah, yeah, I am. Let's switch it uh, off, yeah. Yeah, go on. So, um, then there's a, a, an identity conflict for a woman, a territory issue. There's a, an issue with uh, not being able to swallow or digest something in your territory. Uh, there's a territory marking issue where you can't mark your boundaries. So, like someone trying to invade your territory, yeah. and for women that can be sexual harassment. Um, for a man, it could be somebody. I had I had a uh, client once, and it wasn't causing him depression; it was causing him elbow pain. He had a little team at work, and somebody was trying to muscle in on his team, so he was invading his his yeah. territory. He couldn't mark his space. It could be someone trying to chat up your partner. Yeah. You know, that's another yeah. invasion of territory. Um, so, all of these five conflicts. These are uh, all to do with your territory or what you perceive as your territory. Now, your perception of territory is different for everybody. For men, it's very likely to be their work, their home, as in the four walls, their partner, their kids. And then after that, it'll be down to them. Sometimes it might be their hobby. Sometimes it might be their car. 
for a woman, territory, it can be lots of different things. It can be their home, their work, their social yeah. life. The club it, they go to. But it's more, like for a woman, it's more of a social, it's yeah. more labelled social. <laughs> it's a social conflict rather than a territorial issue. Um, but that's the sort of thing that creates depression. Um, so if you have depression, just ask yourself, you know, go back over this video, watch that bit again, yep. and, and go, well, which we'll go one and of those... listen to the Depression Podcast. Listen to the Depression Podcast. Yeah, it would help. And which one of those five have I got? Sometimes you haven't just got one of them, you've got multiple of them. And sometimes if it, it might be one shot, but you might have perceived it as a loss and something you couldn't swallow and digest. Yeah. So you've got two perceptions running. Yeah. And that can then create depression and, and, and lots of things. So check on that and then you'll see why you're depressed basically. You just yeah. run through that list. Yeah. So I mean I know that I've healed depression in quite a few quite a lot of people and it always comes down to those specific five. And you know, I it does really upset me when I look on Facebook every day and see people telling other people what depression is when it isn't. Um, because all they're basically doing is saying what the symptoms are and yes. actually if you're going to believe those symptoms you are going to be stuck with it I'm afraid because it's not going to all you're going to do is put a plaster on the cut and it's not going to solve the cut it's not going to heal the cut at all it will just it just doesn't work so um but I've seen less and less of that no, since, I've been, since I've been banging on about it, <laughs> you, um, do, you do. I'm sort of influencing He's, Facebook. You're very passionate about that. No, you're it annoys me because people get. I don't want people feeling ill. I don't want people being depressed. I don't want people being anxious. I want no. the world to be a better, healthier, happier, more kinder place where you know, that's my take. Uh, that's me. Yeah. Um, and when all I see is people spreading bullshit on Facebook about what anxiety is, what depression is, and it's not that. It really pisses me off because anybody that's in on Facebook that's going currently going through depression and anxiety will, will, will resonate with that because that's what they're feeling and then embed themselves more into that response yeah. and that can keep them massively stuck and stops people going out and doing anything about it. And I get that people are doing it because they want to help, but if you don't know what you're talking about, stop trying to be an expert and something you don't. I don't go on posting how to fix cars because I don't know how to fix cars. No, exactly. So, right. you know, that's, that's what really that's, annoys that's, me. That's, uh, I, uh, that, that is the problem. A lot of people, they, they, yeah, they give really advice. Me. When someone has something, uh, I see this with chronic pain as well. When people has a symptom like chronic pain, they give advice to other people about chronic pain. The problem is they haven't solved their chronic pain. So having the symptom does not make you an expert in it. If you have the symptom, all it means is you know how it feels. It does not mean you're an expert in it. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to uh, offend some people because they really do believe anyone who has a symptom really believes they understand what it is. You don't. You understand how it feels. You understand how it's affecting your life. But you do not understand it. Because if you did, you would go and get it better and solve it and fix it. Um, and, and if I, you I haven't healed your problem, you're not an expert in it. I'm sorry. No. I'm, you're, you're it, and if you haven't healed it for anybody else... Um, you, again, you, you can't really claim you're an expert until you've worked with other people and solved it in other people. Uh, because y if you haven't, then you, you don't know what's causing the problem. And a lot of people, they end up um, getting themselves stuck because they think they understand it, they think they know why it's there, but they still have it, so they go around in circles. Yeah. If you want to solve something, you need to find someone who's either had the problem and solved it themselves... Or work with people and solve it for them. That's yeah. how you know. Yeah, don't go down. You can get better. Don't go down asking your mates because they had it a few <laughs> years ago. Or don't go down the pub asking Derek, who's having on his sixth pint, listen to him waffle on about how his wife had it and how, but she still got it. 
So you guys, no. she's still got if, it. It's if, great. And if, don't and 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 go reading websites and just information repeat because you can people you keep you're not really helping. If you're you know helping, someone who's had the problem Sorry. and they've solved it, then you can go and ask how they solved it. Yes, and they will probably go. Well, I went to see this person because that's how I get a lot. We get a lot of our work. That's how I get a lot of my work. We get because they go. Well, how do you solve? And they go. Oh, I went to see this person, and I've had that recently. I've been treated a lot of headaches recently. Yeah. Um. In in kids. Oh uh, well, I'll uh, tell you what you want to do, right, Jonathan? Right, you yeah. need to go down to Boots, right, mate. You know, ask the geezer behind the counter. Ask for some uh, some of these special sulfadines. Then you put them in water. Yeah. So you know, that will sort them out. Sort we never get headaches anymore, mate. No, that's all right. right. Yeah, just mention my name. Um, what's your name? Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it yeah, does yeah. sound familiar. I, I love those adverts, those medication adverts. Yeah. They really do me do yeah. my head in. Yeah, Volterol. Yeah. Well, I'm like, oh fuck's sakes. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like it, it, it's advertising something that is just never gonna uh, actually solve the problem permanently. It's just gonna mask a symptom. Yeah. But people do it all the time, and I get that, and that's okay, that's fine. But I've had a lot of people come to me with headaches and things. And they've um, they've been I down lots of roads. I just told you where to go. <laughs> oh, it's really. I'll, I'll pass it on to them. Oh, no, I can't. They're fine now. Uh, they don't need it. Uh, but I had one kid come and see me. He was 10 years old and he's been having headaches. Yeah. Um, and since I've done that, you know, the somebody else asked the mum uh, because she'd been having headaches and she's now come to see me. So if you want to know how to solve something, ask someone who's had the problem and got rid of it, how did they get rid of it? Not how are they managing it. So if you know someone who's managing the same symptom as you, don't ask them. Ask someone who you know has got rid of it, how did they do it? Who did they see? Because you don't have to come and see me and see. There's loads of great therapists out there. You don't have... It doesn't, we're, not, we're, not best, we're not the only ones, but find someone who knows what they're doing, who has solved it in someone you know, and go to them to get it solved. Yeah. Um, and, and once you do that, once you find someone who's had it solved, then you know it's possible to solve it, and then you know the person that you're going to can help you solve it because they've done it already. Yeah, I tend to find that back in the day, if I moaned about it, complained about it, went around and had a go, moaned at my mum and my dad and my friends about it, then found if I drank seven or eight pints uh, on a Friday night uh, and got really cross about it, and then not take any action whatsoever, I found that over a period of time, that was very, very successful. Did that work? I, 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 found, I found it really important. And then what I would also do is then when I, I'd find other people that had a similar symptom to me, and then what I would also do is I'd tell them exactly how I was coping and dealing with it. And fortunately enough, I converted 10 normal people into alcoholics. <laughs> uh, so. I didn't know where it was going. That was funny. No, uh, no, no, so, so that that is sometimes what happens. Sometimes, <laughs> um, if we moan, it, that comes down to the recent podcast of blame, blame under uh, the below uh, the line. Uh, Go and listen to the last podcast, guys. It's probably our best one, I think. And and also that also ties in with law attraction podcast with you because when you blame, yeah. you then start attracting more people who blame to you. Yeah. Uh, and like when you excuse like. and you keep attracting more, so if you have a problem, look at like the ten friends around you. And see if they have the same problem as you. And you'll probably find they do. Um, and, and in that case, um, you don't have to change your friends. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is don't keep moaning about your problem. Actually set out and change it. Uh, what Stephen makes a good point in a very funny way, that when someone has a problem, we all moan about it. And it's kind of the British way, in fairness. So I've been told over the years, it's what British people do. And we're very good at it. I know my dad was superb at moaning. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's where I got some of mine from in the past. Um, but... Uh, the more we moan about it rather than change it. I, I, you know, I, I, I know so many people who moan about something over and over again, but they never think of changing it. No, what we they like to do is about... brag about how shit our life is and brag about we want to be... So... Do you know what? There are people brag and, 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 and they're so proud of how 
their life isn't working and how they're not doing anything about it to change it. Well, it's, it's not just that. I mean, people... No, honestly, like, mate. You know, I am, honestly. I've had it for seven years, mate. You don't know what it's like. No, but sometimes people moan about someone else in their life. So they'll moan about an actual person in yeah. their life, but they still keep hanging around with that person. Yeah, of course they will. And then they'll come to me well, and it. they'll moan about that person more, but still keep that person in their life. And I know a few people like that who've yeah, got that going on. I know a lot of people and, like that. And, yeah. and, and I, I, I kind of get it, but... But why? Why would you do that? And I know that you were kind of in a circle and, and it's sabotage running and I, I get that and that's what we, we talk about. That comes back to our sabotage podcast. Yeah. Um, but um, if you if you have a problem, chances are your friends around you have a very similar problem because like attracts like. Uh, so I'm not sure he saw it. So it's yeah. about us. What yeah. sort of problem do we have? No, we're, uh, we wear silly funny hats. hats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So Both together. Oh, I know. Um, um, yeah. So the, the uh, oh, I was going to say something else. Then. Yeah. So there was. A, I heard a really good statement. Is you become like the five people that you hang around with the most. With. Yes, that's right. And yes. I think that's a very good a good analogy. So, um, you know, have a look at the have a look at the five people that you're hanging around with, and the chances are you're picking up their behaviours subconsciously without even realising it. Their habits. Their Bodily responses, their language, etc. Yes, that's so, right. Yeah, and, and I will, I will say that we we do on in the past uh, six, Hello, seven, eight months that we've been doing this, uh, we we make change sound really simple, and we make change sound uh, really easy, and sometimes it is. Uh, but I will say that sometimes it's also hard. We're not trying to make light of it. We're trying to show you that change is possible. Yeah. But sometimes change is difficult. We get stuck in patterns. We get stuck in behaviours. And sometimes change, sometimes means changing our whole world. Yeah. Sometimes it means changing everything in our yeah, life. I had to do that. I had to change my whole world. I had to change my partner. I had to change my, my, my business colleagues. I had to change my career. I had to change my friends. I had to change my social habits. I had to change where I, I just changed everything because yeah. I'd got to the point where nothing, nothing was working for me at all. I actually had to admit I'd got life wrong and, and most of it. And so I had to make a definitive choice to say, do you know what? My life's not working. I'm miserable. It's not working for me. I, what can I? What do I need to do? I, and it needs to change. And so, unfortunately, all my areas of life weren't working and I had to change everything. Now, since I'd done that, since I'd done that, which wasn't that long ago, my life is working on an unprecedented scale. And honestly, it's, uh, I couldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish for anything else. Yeah. I wouldn't wish for the, we were saying earlier on about how far we come. And I've yeah, come sure. miles and... Um, and I'll never ever go back to the life I had with the people that I had. I'd never go back to it because the way I feel right now is absolutely amazing. I'm helping people. I feel I just feel so great. I've just got so much to give to the world now. So, but you, you know, you um, ha- you've worked but, very hard. And so, Steve, Stephen, um, Stephen, because so if you know Stephen's story, he's had a lot of stuff happening, yeah. and he did not change in five seconds. I mean, it wasn't two weeks or four weeks or two months. Stephen's yes. worked very hard, and even with the DTO process. He spent the last year working with me, working on himself, healing everything that's coming up, and it's taken time because he's been through a lot. And for some, you really have to dedicate yourself, and he has had to change lots of areas of his life. And for some people, that is scary. To think about changing your whole world, to think about uh, disrupting the world that you have now, yes. and disrupting your friendships, your relationships. Yeah, but the problem your... is, is if you're stuck in a situation where, you're, where life isn't working for you, the only option is to change it. Because otherwise, 
like I say this all the time, change or nothing will change. And I know we say, we're saying that change is difficult. But what's more difficult, surely, is to stay in a situation that isn't working for you, that doesn't work for you, that, that, pe- that you're the, you're the people that are around you, your partnership, your relationship. If it's not working for you, then why would you, why would you want to stay there? And so it's a case of, and I know the guilt and shame and the sabotage kicks in, yeah. but it must come a point in your life where you must say to yourself, do you know what, actually... My life's not working for me anymore. I've actually got it wrong, and I'm not going to be—I'm not going to be held down by previous choices that I've made because I feel obligated, or there's an obligation to stay and and to stay in the situation because of whatever. And so for me, I had to say, do you know what? That's really—I've—I've I've got to accept myself. I've done life. I've got life wrong. Yes. And so now what I need to do is press the reset button and work on all the stuff which I have done. Yeah. And I've, like I said. I wouldn't change who I am for the world, mate. I feel so amazing. I'm, I'm helping so many people. I just feel so amazing. I'm thank you for that because you've been brilliant for that. Well, you facilitated that, but you know. So, um, but change, change. Although you say change is difficult, I think change can be easy if you're if you really want it. it, it you've got it, to really want it. it. To switch off traumas and stress, that that's generally quite simple. But to to change your whole world, sometimes for some people is frightening and scary and I totally understand that and get that um, and I, I hats off to Steve because he did a remarkable job of doing all of that and transforming that because I, I've never known anyone put so much time and dedication into doing it thanks mate um, but it can be for a lot of people very scary and frightening but the payoff is what you get you, you don't get a Steve I don't get me wrong it's not you're not going to change the world and suddenly a little Steve is going to turn up on the doorstep anyway. you know he might be in your stocking for Christmas but that's something different um, but you're not going to suddenly thanks Michael <laughs> what was that was he that just said Mike he said always a great friend and good on you pal you can never go wrong with helping people proud of you and I thank you yeah. mate and I love helping people it's 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 yeah, I love it. I wouldn't change it and, for the world. And Mike's one of your old mates who knew you from the past. Oh, yeah, school. So he knows how much junior, you've changed. Junior school. Junior school. Yeah, blimey. Junior school. Blimey. Little, little Steve walking around. Um, My old so, rave partner as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Back so, in the day. So um, once you change, you get a really great result. But sometimes it, it takes time and effort. And it can be frightening. And I, I, I know it can be frightening. And I know it can be scary. But the result is very worthwhile. And ultimately, no matter what age you are, uh, what time of life you decide to change, um, there is always time to do it. Sometimes we feel like we're running out of time and it's not worth yeah. it. And our guilt and shame uh, stops us as well. And our guilt and shame yeah. stops as well. But it is totally worth it and life gets better and better the more you heal, the more you change. Yeah. Um, so, so for those of you coming up to 2020 and you're thinking about changing but you haven't quite done it yet, um, then, then we... We highly recommend it. There's a great way of doing it. It can be done. You don't have to be the way you are, and you don't have to make the next ten years, twenty years of your life, or in the next the three same months. as they've been, or the next three months. Yeah, you can, you can, you can feel better very, very quickly, uh, and start that process and start that journey to healing. So. Yeah. So I suppose with uh, five or six minutes to go, um, we cover. I mean, we've done sabotage. Um, obviously anger is another thing that a lot of people do uh, do experience and generally uh, that when we get angry about other people it's really actually it's being triggered in ourselves it's about a weakness or a problem within ourselves yes. actually it's not the other person the other person is just the facilitator of that anger yeah that other person has come into our life to kind of Make well, you aware of what it is that makes you angry. Yeah, <laughs> the, so the common term is like? mirror. I don't really like yeah. that term. Um, but 
But they're I just triggering tell. that response. I don't like that. What <laughs> gave it away? Um, uh, uh, they kind of mirror what we're doing, but yeah. I don't really like that way of describing it. But they're just triggering off something in us. We're not really generally angry with that person. Yeah. Certainly if we keep the anger. So we do get angry at things and we do get angry at people, but if we hold the anger, we're actually generally angry at something inside of us. Yes. And that's what keeps it running. So initially we might be angry at what the person's done, granted, because people do stupid things sometimes. But... If we're carrying that for long periods of time, we're just then uh, being the anger's being triggered in us. Yeah. Um, and I, I one one podcast that we didn't cover was triggers. Yes. Um, no, and did we do triggers? Oh, did we do the triggers? No, we haven't, covered, we, no, haven't no, covered triggers. we haven't covered triggers. And I just no. want to say that's uh, episode fifteen, I think. Triggers. Was it fifteen? Yeah. I just want to say that Christmas is actually a massive trigger for people. Uh, I want to point it out right now. It is um, for me. It is. It is for you. Yes. It is for me. I'm struggling because obviously I'm getting my son tomorrow. Yeah. But I don't. Last year I'm on my own. Christmas, no kids. Yeah. I've had three daughters which I don't see. Yeah. At Christmas, well, I see my oldest one. And I've got a son, which I didn't see last Christmas. So Christmas is all about kids and fun and all the rest yeah. of it. But I've had that taken away from me. So Christmas is a bit of a trigger for me. Yes. In, 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 in weird ways. Sometimes it can make me feel really yeah. anti-Christmas. And other ways it can make me feel ecstatic. and exactly. ju- Yeah, yes. you know, so it is, is a trigger. So, yeah, Christmas can trigger lots of different emotions. Uh, and I will say it's not Christmas that people don't like. Uh, people go, oh, I hate Christmas. No, it's not Christmas you hate. It's what's happened to you at Christmas in the past. Yeah. It's it's what's happened to you now to at Christmas. It, yeah. It's your association to Christmas yeah. and whatever you associate to it. Some for some people it's just having family round. Uh, for some people it's not having family. Yes. Uh, although you have got your sons, it's gonna be amazing this yeah. year. Uh, for some people they've had a trauma at Christmas or a bereavement or a grief, and they're still replaying that. Yeah. It's that's actually that's... not Christmas that you hate. It's what's happened previously that you hate. Yeah. Uh, but Christmas can be a massive trigger. I mean, I, I've, I've had some clients, I've cleared them, and they've done really well. And they've got to Christmas, and they've, they've gone backwards slightly because we didn't get to the Christmas triggers uh, or the, the thing that happened at Christmas. Yeah. So you've had to switch that off. And that does happen sometimes. Um, so Christmas is a big thing for people. So just kind of spot what your triggers are. And everything is being triggered around you. I thank you for that like, whoever that was. I can't read your name, sorry. Uh, Look at what's being triggered around you because everything that's a problem for you is being triggered now. Everything that you are struggling with is being triggered in your environment. It may have started in the past, yeah, but it's, it's being, being triggered, triggered now. now. And if you can get rid of that trigger or become aware of it or switch it yeah. off... You come and see us, uh, we'll get rid then, of it so it will no then, longer play out in your life, really. Yeah, uh, so, then you can resolve it. We've got three more minutes left, so yeah. I just wanted to cap, go recap. So we had a couple of funny moments, really, throughout yeah, the podcast. So we did. Uh, there, was yeah. the, there was a time you couldn't remember the name of my book, which is every time. <laughs> not just not just once, not <laughs> twice, not three, but uh, 19 times I know. I've you cannot right remember times. my book. No, I can't remember your uh, book. And you still can't remember my book. I'm just going to pin it right there for yeah, you. Yeah, I know. You um, could give me a copy, actually. That's not bad. I should give you, you a copy. It's only been two years, mate, and you still haven't given me a copy. That could be your Christmas present. Thanks. Can't wait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, there's been those moments. Yeah. Uh, what else has happened? Now, the what first else? Facebook Live, I remember watching back and just seeing I was an absolute nervous wreck and I was chipping like yeah. all sorts of nonsense. That was quite funny. Because um, this is actually massive progress for you to be on a camera live. Yeah. Uh, this is something that Stephen would never have done before in the past. Um, and we've done lots of talks recently in the yeah. past. I wouldn't have um, even done talks. I mean, standing talks. in front of 50 people and talking yeah. which was a no-no for me. Um, doing this was a no-no for me. Um, there's so much, uh, so much. I mean, and, and it's, it's so much. I mean, the transformation in just one year 
huge. I mean, I can't... From where I was yeah. even at the beginning of the year to where I am now, yeah. it's like I'm a different person from where I was last year to now. Yeah, so, you're totally different. So, you know... And, and this is what a lot of people struggle with, being in front of people, being on camera, just yeah. standing in front of a group of people. Yeah. And so this is, you know, a, a, a big thing for most people. Yeah, I think the thing is, is now I, I don't care anymore what other people think. That's the basic thing. I think, in general... I don't really care what other people think. I know who I am now and what I'm here to do and I'm doing it. And if you don't yeah. like it, I really don't care. Yeah. Really don't care. You crack on. You really crack on. No one's ever going to take me off this path and I'm sticking to it. And so that's my Whenever aim I'll and that's my goal. If I kick you off the would that get you off the yeah. path? <laughs> yeah. just, just give me a little nudge, would that yeah. get it? Well, we could be, we could um, be like... Live fighting on Facebook. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's you know I mean? like. Two Santas. Yeah, two Santas two, two fighting on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so. Um, if you've got depression anxiety, watch Two Santas fighting because it's fucking funny. Yeah, it is actually. Um, no. Most viewed video. <laughs> Most viewed video on, video on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. On Facebook, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, um, um, so there's been some other. I mean, they're not horrendously funny, but obviously we've had like lots of different things. So we had the ghost. With the ghost? Yeah, the ghost who decided to kick the thing off. Oh, that's right, yeah, the thing go- fell off. We had a ghost in the room. Then Alexa suddenly start Alexa joining start in. Alexa joining on, in, on yeah. Things. That was funny. Yeah, Alexa, yeah. good old Alexa. Um, so, yeah. so we've had some really great time. What's happening in the new year? What are we doing? What's nothing. Ha- no, nothing? No, I see no. I'm quitting. Uh, I'm throwing the towel in. I can't work with this dick no, anymore. That's no, no, uh, no. it. No, no uh, so is 2020, that... I think we're going <laughs> to... It's a bit harsh. Christmas is coming. What? Yes. No, so 2020... Um, what are we going to do in 2020, mate? Uh, well, we've got some interviews coming up. Yes, yes, we've, we've got, got some people to interview. Yeah. Um, for we've different got the lady, things. they've got the lady whose son who had ADHD, and we're going to be interviewing her. She's a master in that. She's part of this power of parenting group, which we're getting involved in, which yeah. is I'm looking forward to. We've got that in the new year. We've got year. that in the new year. Uh, uh, we've got a couple of interviews possibly that lined up. We want to interview people that we've helped, yeah. people that were stuck. Yes. So I've got. I'm putting together for next year. Um, I'm going to try and get together a podcast where we've got five or six people that I've either worked with or a combination of Jonathan and myself and we're going to have an open conversation about how it's how they've been healed how they how it's affected them how it's changed their life how they were stuck originally how they, were, yeah. how they thought nothing could be done yes. you know their story and where they've come yeah, from so and that's, that's a great idea so and something I knew that. nothing about until he spoke about it just yeah, now so I've been thinking I've been putting so that's a nice in secret Christmas and then obviously surprise. we're going to cover we'll probably go back and do some more uh, redo anxiety and depression so we can talk about it in a bit more detail and a bit more depth and change because yeah. obviously I've learned a lot more about that and there's something I can contribute to that yes. so um, other than that really I think the time's up really it's an hour in I don't know how much longer we'll have on Facebook for I don't know I'm not sure so we'll just um, say Merry Christmas yeah so we want to end it now really, don't we yeah, yeah. yeah end it there. Okay, we'll end it there, yeah. Merry Christmas Happy New Year um, and we look forward to seeing you in 2020 yeah. uh, and we hope to help as many more people and we hope that all of you have a pain free and healthy 2020 yeah and I want to uh, just say a big um, uh, big thank you to everybody that supported us um, uh, in the Inside Out podcast this year um, like I said it's been something we just sort of decided to do uh, as you can see we're in my kitchen and it's, but it's been really beneficial lots of people have come forward we've helped lots of people so thank you for your support uh, for those of you who are struggling then you know there's always there's always you can always reach out to us um, we try and give you uh, a ray of hope I know it's you know we make it sound easy and I know it is a big challenge like we've said for you to, to, to you know to take that first step but once you've taken the first step um, then there's no really turning back and healing's inevitable. So, again, we want to thank you for joining us on the Inside Out Effect podcast. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure this year. We all wish you a really great 2020 and having a, a really great Christmas from both of us. We'll be probably back in the new year 
we've uh, we've uh, put a post out. I don't know what we're going to probably do, but we're going to do about integrity and authenticity, wouldn't we? I think so. Yeah, yeah we'll do something cool. around those long around those lines. So, other than that, please go and visit us on my website healingthemind.co.uk. On Jonathan's website, which is um, www.decodingpain.com. Decodingpain.com. You can go to our website, which is inside-outeffect.co.uk. Or you can go to our YouTube channel, which is Inside Out Effect with Stephen and Jonathan. Or you can uh, just watch us on Facebook next exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. Anyway, guys, have a really great Christmas. We love you, love you all, and uh, may you have a great one. Take care Take- now. Bye. Bye.